while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. show happy almost thanksgiving i'm marcus um and we're starting off the show with a great segment that we ran uh, a couple months ago we started running last year and uh, i think it's been very helpful very informative i know we've gotten some good reception on it it's our holiday fire safety segment and joining us is anthony puente of the new bedford fire department hey anthony hi good evening tower marcus how are you uh good um so uh, before we get started on the fire safety stuff, you do have an update on a story. There was a big fire in New Bedford. Uh, there were a lot of people displaced. Um, a lot of it had to do with the stuff we're going to talk about uh, in this segment. So um, can you give us an update on that fire? Yeah, so there was a, a fire on Christian Avenue today. Sure. Um, it was four floors, uh, 24 residents in that building. Uh, 24 residents at this time are displaced. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, unfortunately, um, as with any fire. Um, multiple crews responded. Uh, we investigated it. Uh, to actually, 12 people were unaccounted for. Therefore, that struck a third alarm. Uh, we had help from our brother and sister firefighters uh, from Fairhaven, Dartmouth Fires District 1 and 3, um, Mattapoiset, uh, backing us up. Um, but we had uh, 12 people unaccounted for, so we had to breach all those doors um, were in, in the fire to make sure that nobody was in there. Or, right. So to, to make a rescue if we had to. Uh, we did rescue some animals. Uh, some animals were saved. Uh, one animal was uh, given treatment by, uh, off, uh, well, Mr. Maciel and his uh, staff. The animal control the animal officer control in officer, the city. Yep, yep. Him and his staff. Uh, the, that dog is, is good uh, and is healthy. Uh, so that that's a great thing. Uh, emergency management, Brian Obriga and his crew, uh, along with the American Red Cross, uh, are helping the people who are displaced uh, as of right now. That's good. So um, when you so just procedurally, just something I guess I didn't know. If you have everybody accounted for outside of the building, that's when you. Or if you don't have everybody outside of the building accounted for, that's when you make a breach. Right, so so we're concerned with life safety. So we like to say the word sleeves. So when we pull up to a scene, the word sleeves is S. We're going to size up what's going on. Okay. And the L is life safety. Okay. So that is that is the first, and that's the most important thing to us as firefighters is life safety. And then it's then it's exposures and extinguishment. So that that's what's you know important to us is to rescue. Um, if there's anybody still in the building, that's why when people call nine one one, is everybody out of the building? That's what we'll use. That's what we'll ask. Um, if everybody's out, um, we're still going to get there in a timely fashion. If somebody's st still trapped or inside, um, we're going to go a little bit faster and get there a little bit faster. And how did that fire start again? Uh, that fire basically, uh, ironically, was started by uh, food that was left unattended on the stovetop. Mm. The uh, pan melted actually to the electric um, grate that uh, that was left 
uh, on, and that's what and that's what started the fire. There were no 911 call. Uh, there was no notification through the uh, fire system, which is uh, what they have is up to date and normal. Unfortunately, um, it just didn't get out into the hallway in time, and so nobody was home. And then somebody uh, ended up calling 911 that they had smoke coming from the building, and fire was obviously seen from the outside. So that's how we got the notification. So um, it di- it just didn't pick up what on you said they have a fire system in the building. Yeah, so they have they have a a fire system that re- that goes right directly into us. However, it's uh, sometimes a lot of buildings, and it all depends on. There's so many types of construction, the year. Uh, there's a lot of things involved. Uh, but that type of a building with that many residents, once smoke gets into the hallway, it activates the system, which actually calls the fire department basically oh okay so uh electronically sends a radio box signal to us hey there's smoke in there's smoke in in the hallway there might be steam from a shower in the hallway whatever it is something is in the hallway and caused that fire okay uh, so that way you don't get those nuisance calls when if somebody well i just burnt toast it's okay no problem yeah um so once it gets out into a hallway it activates it it actually it will activate the alarm system uh for the fire department to come so um this this would this have been because last time you were here you talked about a device called a firefighter in a can mm-hmm. would this have been um a good i mean you know monday morning quarterback but right. would this have been a good application of that device the firefighter uh, this in a can? is possibly something that could have put that fire out if they had if they had that okay it's, it, and, i'm not saying it could uh you know but it, it would have definitely have helped for sure, and that's uh, firefighters in it. That that's basically a device that you put on your hood, and yeah. uh, it read the it registered at a certain like heat at a certain temperature at a fire. Has to be actually has to be fire touching, burning its wick. Oh, okay. Oh, it has a wick, right? Yes. And then the, when the wick's burnt out, it, it releases right. uh, an extingu- extinguishing substance yes. on the dry uh, chemical. Yeah, dry chemical. Dry chemical substance. Yes. Okay. So. Um, Okay, so that's, I mean, that's just too bad. Um, and and that is a result of um, essentially, and I know you guys, you know, typically have investigations and all of that, but mm-hmm. typically it looks like it was an unattended uh, stove, basically. Yes, unattended was the, the person left the apartment. Once again, one of those type of deals where I'm not sure what they were cooking, it's because you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> but it was one of those where, well, I'm going to make this rice. I'm going to go down to the store and get maybe a gallon of milk or a quart of milk and come back. But unfortunately, yeah. you know, you leave you leave it unattended, and then no water, rice, fire. Now, now we have a, a we have a big problem. Yeah, that's um, that's really too bad. So, well, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. There's going to be a lot of cooking going on tomorrow for sure. Um, one of the major, one of the major. Um, fire safety issues and it caused that big fire a few years ago um over in ward three it was about same amount of people displaced 26 27 people displaced it was a uh turkey fry yes turkey fry so how um would you know what happened there if you can remember and how should people avoid um that type of um that those those types of incidents with the turkey fries. Um, so with the turkey fries, those are meant for outside. Uh, we want to keep those outside. What happened that time was uh, that year, a couple of years ago, um, it started. It was on their porch. It actually started to rain, so they brought it inside. 
the turkey was still frozen, which is also something you have to keep in mind. The turkey has to be thawed when you put it in there because it, if you put it in there frozen, it's just going to act like a rocket. It's just going to it's just going to take off, and that's what happened in that fire. Uh, so we want to keep them outside, probably at least ten to fifteen feet away. If it's really windy, you know, it, it could it should be farther away. Um, but each each city or town has their regulation. And actually, uh, the mayor actually touched upon it in his segment this morning uh, with Mr. Weisberg about that fire. So I didn't hear that because so Tim was at Just Another Phoenix. Yes. And I was there. Oh, nice. Eating. Right. <laughs> so, well, I didn't, I, get, I didn't see any waffles over here for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I went I went there with my, I went, I, I took my brother out to breakfast. And yes. I said, let's go to Just Another Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so, Tim, I couldn't hear the mayor's, uh, the mayor's oh, segment right. on that. Yeah. So, um, not that anybody need that explanation, but uh, so we're speaking with Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. Uh, we're talking about holiday fire safety. Um, so what about just general cooking turkeys? You know, like, is there any particular thing that may cut that typically causes problems with that, that people should be mindful of that aren't the turkey fries? Uh, no, well, just basically, you know, it's in the oven. It's going to stay in the oven. Um, usually now they come through with these buttons where it's when it's you know just keep in mind when you know the button pops you know the, the turkey's ready, um, but just keeping it and, and and monitor it you know just just because yeah. no, nobody's gonna sit in front of a in front of an oven for four hours looking at it. But they um, should. But well, <laughs> well they should. But um, common sense says no. Um, but just don't leave the house. Right. You know us as firefighters when we're working on holidays whether it be Christmas you know. Um, or, or Thanksgiving or New Year's, if we're doing a ham or something like that, or a turkey, you know, if we get a call, we have to turn it off. Yeah. Then we come back, start it again, so we kind of lose time. But anytime we leave the building, we, we we turn it off. So cooking should never be left unattended, and you should never leave the house with something cooking. So um, we're speaking with Anthony Puente, the New Bedford Fire Department. You talked about, uh, I just want to touch on this a little bit, but you talked about getting help from mutual aid and yes. so how much uh does that play into like the day-to-day -day operations of responding to these fires the mutual aid well with, with our city we have a big city we have a lot of the residents to protect and so uh local cities and, t and towns uh, it's kind of like a pact where yeah. if we need help you help us if you need help we'll help you so it's mm -hmm. one of those where we've committed so many pieces uh to one fire um so now we need to now the rest of the citizens need assistance if there's another fire sure so rather than have them come from you know out by the mall district three or out mm -hmm. by Peyton Aram district one or Mattapoisa rather than calling them to activate them we already have them in the city right uh, then we'll get a pilot for them a pilot is basically one of our firefighters who will come in and go on their engine or on their ladder truck uh, to help them navigate through the city because they're not familiar with our streets so we'll call in a pilot and that pilot will help them. It's interesting. So, um, listen, I'm going to take a break now. Sure. Uh, and then we'll be right back. And 508-996-0500 uh, is how you can get on the program if you want to call in, ask um, Anthony a question. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 
Happy almost Thanksgiving, 508-996-0500. We're here with Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. We were talking um, about uh, a fire that happened today and some uh, fire safety tips for Thanksgiving and the upcoming holidays. You know, I just, I was thinking about the mutual aid question and there's also like, it's, it's probably, it's not just the case that, you know, other other trucks come in from other station uh, from other other stations across the, the the region, but you also call firefighters out when there's a major fire too, yes. right? So al- along with the mutual aid that we received, uh, at the same time, uh, when we strike alarms, the more alarms, obviously, the more pieces that show up. Um, but we had a uh, what we had was firefighters ended up coming in first. Okay, uh, we actually manned an engine. We manned a ladder truck. Okay. And we also manned the air truck, which provides the air to refill the, the, the bottles of air that we use okay. at the fire, along with, I want to say, maybe 30 to 35 other firefighters as well. So all in all, we probably had between 30 and 40 firefighters come back to help us. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, that's to help with the fire, but we, we need to protect the other citizens, and that's where mutual aid uh, comes in, but right. we also had our own firefighters come in and manned our own pieces first. Of course. Yeah. So we're speaking with uh, Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. Um, so pivoting to uh, back to some fire safety tips, uh, I had asked you this about this off air. Um, wood stoves, pellet stoves have been uh, a big thing. I know somebody who bought a pellet stove and is actually having a difficult, difficult time maintaining a stock of pellets because so many people are buying pellet stoves. Yes. I think it's part of a lot of it's part of that sort of uh, doomsday prepping type of stuff. But um, what advice would you give for people operating wood stoves or pellet stoves in their homes? As far as wood stoves and pellet stoves, um, those are things obviously that involve flues, uh, which is the piping that goes up through the chimney, sure. uh, the chimney itself. Uh, those need to be cleaned on a yearly basis. Okay. Um, and that's where we get the biggest problem because what we'll do is we'll go to a, a chimney fire and basically it's all blocked. Yeah. From all the soot that's created from the pellets, the wood, the incomplete burning, um, that is that is the biggest problem with them is they, they forget to have them cleaned properly. Uh, should be done once a year because um, what we'll do is we'll go on the we'll go on the roof, we'll set a set of really it's like kind of what's weighted chains it's a, like a scrub brush so we'll send it down send it down send it down and then we have like a metal uh, looks like a, a giant bullet that we'll send down and it'll break through the soot and now now we have lights and if you if the mirror we have a mirror that we can see so if we can see the light going all the way up the top to the flue then we know it's all clean okay so basically when we go in to a chimney fire, you're basically getting a free cleaning. <laughs> so, but I don't. I'm it's an inefficient not, I'm not way to clean your chimney. I'm not yeah. condoning that to wait <laughs> till you have a fire, but uh, they should be cleaned on a yearly basis. And once again, heating is gonna could be a potential problem this year. Yeah, where people are gonna be trying to, you know, open their oven and use that type of heat because why? Gas is cheaper. Yeah. So they're gonna try to do that. We, you know, turn on their stove. We, we've we've seen that. Yeah. And that's and that's something we want to try to. You know, not a, we don't want to do heat that way. That's not proper because now you're going to have carbon monoxide issues and other issues. So people are opening up their ovens to heat their homes. Pe- yes, yes, because because gas is cheaper. Oh my god! Uh, and we see that, and, we, and obviously you can tell them you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's why the CO alarm went off. Yeah. Um, and they just and people, it's it's a money issue. 
That's yeah. That that you know that's, do I you know do I pay for oil, gas? You know right. So. Geez. Um, okay, so we're speaking with Anthony Puente, the New Bedford Fire Department. Um, okay, so if you have a wood stove, pellet stove, chimneys, same thing. You're, you're saying that they need a, a cleaning once a year yes. to make sure that you know right. it can all um, everything can be yeah, vent, go properly vent vented properly. Yes. Okay. Um, and how do you do, do any like advice on how to clean that, or you just get somebody to That's clean it? That's a professional. Yeah, the get, professional, get a professional. A professional has to do it because they're licensed properly. Okay. Um, so you have to have a licensed person do it. Uh, preferably some of the license that does it because if something, but that's, uh, we, we prefer that you have a company do it because then it'll be done correctly. So what about, um, after is there anything else in particular in Thanksgiving? We talked about the turkey fry. We talked yep. about cooking turkeys. Is there any other Thanksgiving-related fire safety tips? Um, just quick, make sure, you know, because we're going to have, uh, you know, little ones, you know, grandchildren. We're going to have uh, nieces and nephews, you know, walking around, playing. They don't see each other for a year, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we want to make sure that pot handles are turned in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want anybody getting uh, hot water on them. You know, it's like actually that. kind of amazing um, when I'm... It's it's like the pot handles being turned in. I feel like as a thing, maybe my generation learned, but older yep. generations didn't. Right. Uh, yes, because my you know my grandmother just had the pot handle turned right out into the it just in the walkway, and I'm like, no, right. turn the pot handle in. Like I never learned that. I'm like, what do you right. mean? Right, right, right. She also another anecdote. She walk would walk around with a knife, and it would point outwards instead oh. of towards you. Yeah, so I said, hey, 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 <laughs> you gotta you gotta walk with the knife. Towards your body, she's like, I'm not getting stabbed. <laughs> All right, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's actually kind of yeah. I say that to say, like, I think that stuff just got taught in like our generation. Yes. So a lot of that that misses right. a lot of people. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program. Good evening. Hi, um, you just mentioned uh, carbon monoxide and the dangers of it, and um, I'm looking at getting some carbon monoxide detectors for my parents' house, and I just. I'm kind of um, overwhelmed when I go to the, like the hardware store. Is there a difference between or benefit to having one that plugs into the wall versus one that sticks on the ceiling? Does it make a difference? Um, no, that's a very good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yes, carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas. Um, not getting too much into the science of it, but carbon monoxide is a gas that's very similar to gravity. It'll As we walk through it, it'll go up, it'll go down, um, as opposed to gasoline fumes, which tend to hang low. Sure. Um, that's why we don't want to store gasoline or anything like that in the basement. Um, but carbon monoxide, I suggest if you're going to get them new ones, um, is to get the combinations that'll go right up into the ceiling. Um, you, if you're going to add on, you could also get the ones that plug into the wall. Um, but I would suggest check the year. If the smoke alarms are over 10 years old, it's probably time to change them. And if you do do that, um, I would just get the combination so that way uh, you cover all the bases uh, with that. But it doesn't matter if you plug it into the ceiling or if you plugged it into a wall. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. You know, it's funny. I uh, It's not actually funny at all. Oh. I uh, lived in a, a, a property I had lived in for a, a while. Um, I had assumed it had carbon monoxide mm-hmm. detectors in it, but it didn't. And right. when I went to sell that property that I lived in, um, it's... Uh, I learned that there were no carbon monoxide uh, detectors, and I had to book. Oh, I, before I could get my smoke certs to sell the house, right. I had to um, I had to go plug them in. I had to go uh, go to the store and just plug them in. But that's what I have now, and it's it's pretty easy. You just plug it into a wall, and, right? And, uh, and you know, speaking of carbon monoxide, you talked about being a colorless, odorless gas. You told me this one time, and I thought it was really interesting. 
the 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 gas smell that you get from the stove that's actually not an authentic scent correct right? it's added by the company so that you know that the gas there's a gas leak yes that is band made uh put into the into the gas by uh the gas company it's called mercaptain okay it's a chemical and that gives the fire the blue flame because fire really isn't blue because when you turn your stove oh what a pretty blue flame well it's yeah. really not blue it's that's not what's burning that's the mercaptain that's put into there it's kind of like a dye that's put in there and um and that's what that and that's what you actually smell oh. because carbon monoxide is colorless is odorless um you know, and that's why we have to have carbon monoxide detectors. I want to say since 2007, maybe 2008, it became law okay. um, that we have to have one um, on each level of living space. Yep. Um, no great. more than 10 feet from a bedroom door. Um, basement is up to interpretation. If I go into a basement and there's, you know, washer and dryer, storage, the heater, eh, it doesn't look like people are spending time down there. Don't really need to have one down there, um, but if we go down into a basement and there's, you know, there's a pool table, a disco ball, a television, a living you know, space, living space. Yeah. Now you have to have one in that in that area. Okay, so um, so one on every level. So that means mm -hmm. yeah, every floor, not no more than ten feet. You said away from right. a, from a bedroom. Right. So the long corridor here at the radio station. If these were all bedrooms, you'd need to have two or three because of how long the the hallway is. Do they have to have them here? Uh, you'd have to ask Chief Korea. <laughs> okay, Fire Chief Korea would be able to tell you that. So, um, so we're speaking with Anthony Puente. He's a New Bedford firefighter. We're talking about some holiday uh, fire safety, but just some general fire safety as well. Um, do you know with uh, with the carbon monoxide detectors? Do you know if there's a particular like beep or blink that you you know like that you what kind of noise? Do you know if there's any kind of universal noise that signals that there's a carbon monoxide the leak? The um, the new ones, the automated ones, they will tell you. So it'll tell you, fire, fire. Okay. Get it. You know, get out. Or it'll tell you, carbon monoxide reading is 8.2 or 10. So the new ones will actually tell you what it is. Um, and obviously, if it's a, a carbon monoxide detector uh, sitting by itself, plugged in, um, once that goes off, you know that's what it is. Okay. So, but the new ones, it'll tell you what what, what what's wrong. Okay, so um, and 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 you said uh, carbon monoxide level eight point two or ten point something. The ideal carbon monoxide level would be zero. The ideal, yes, zero. Okay, right, just not, to make sure. Yeah, we don't want any. Um, so we're speaking with Anthony Puente. He's a New Bedford firefighter. We're talking about fire safety tips. You can call in as that uh, that that last caller did at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred if you have a question. So uh, moving on to. Um, if we've covered Thanksgiving, moving on the the day after on Friday, uh, people will be um, decorating for Christmas. Yes. So let's start with the you know let's start with the tree. Okay. Um, I have a fake tree, but for people who like the real thing, what is your advice? The real thing is basically you have to make sure it needs water, just like a dog needs water. We need water. Sure. Those trees need water. Yeah. Um, so make sure it's full. You know, check it on a daily basis. Make sure there's water in there. Okay. Um, because if they get dry, um, a Christmas tree, you know, might take 10 seconds uh, because it's so dry that it'll, you'll have a big fire. It gets into the ceiling, gets into the walls. Yeah. And there is a, um, there is, uh, if you look up Christmas tree fire, you know, online, it's going to show you how quickly that, that spreads. And it's amazing. 
um, how, how quickly that, that they can burn. So it's important, um, especially when you have lights on them. You know, the lights do get hot uh, when with real trees. Uh, well, with, with right, any tree, but it, it'll get extremely uh, sensitive. The, the tree gets really sensitive when it's dry okay. to, those, to those lights. So how often do you have to water the tree? I would say check it every day. Every day? Every day I would check it, make sure there's water in there. Actually, we, we just started uh, having a real tree uh, for the last two years. So my, my wife got this, it's like a long funnel. So it's if it's empty, you know, you just put the water in it. And so that way, because I don't want to bend over anymore. You know what? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. You know, I was, <laughs> I, you know work, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So this long funnel thing, put the water in there. It's, it's perfect. It's great. That's yeah, it's, I, yeah. You gotta. I if you're listening, you gotta look into that because I was just thinking about even when I was a kid, my my dad um, delegated that duty to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't ask for it. Right. I didn't even necessarily <laughs> ask for the real tree, but a right. point, uh, it was my job to fill the water. Yeah. And it was an incredible pain. And so yeah, if you can have some sort of like you said, work smarter, not harder, some sort of um, irrigation into yes, just right. straight into yes. the tree. I think right. that would be definitely a worthwhile. Um, worthwhile purchase yes so make sure your tree's watered so it's not too dry otherwise it'll be much more susceptible to burning up right. um uh lighting um even if your tree is regularly watered uh let's say you water every day um should probably have your lights on a timer uh i would have the lights on a timer just to be on the safe side yeah i'd have them on a timer where they would go out you know everybody goes to bed um, you know, it goes out maybe at midnight. Sure. Um, I, I think that that's a lot safer, obviously, yeah. um, as opposed to having it lit all night long. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I would say if you, if you had it on a timer of some sort or just when you go to bed, the tree goes to bed, turn it off. What other, um, what other uh, important tips do you have for, for Christmas lighting? Because people, there's some people that, that are a bit more, uh, I think, active uh, lighters than than others, um, in, uh, for especially around here. Right. Um, I would just say, <clears throat> just don't overload circuits, especially you know whether it be inside or outside. Don't overload the circuits. Okay. Because uh, some people have you know thousands and thousands of lights. You know circuit breakers are popping, which that means they're doing their job because it senses an over. If you have circuit breakers that are popping, yeah, they're popping for a reason because you're overloading the circuit. Sure. Um, try not to have. Uh, Core, extension cords running underneath rugs and things like that on mats because that kind of makes them brittle and dry and then we have a, a, a fire that way as well. So try to keep those extension cords above carpets and mats uh, as they're running along the top of the floor um, and just don't overload circuits and, and you'll be fine. One outlet, one plug. So um, so one outlet, one plug. What about like, so what about those uh, those those sort of those outlets you can plug into an outlet, which gives you more outlets. Right. So those I recommend, and they have those. Is you get the ones with the um, with the GFI. So basically, okay. if it senses a surge, it's okay. going to cut the power. Okay. So anything that has a trip a a, tri- um, a trip mechanism where hey, I can't take this power anymore, it shuts itself off. Okay. So anything with that 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 is helpful. Um, if if you if you really need to use those. Um, but like I said, those those are the safer ones, with a mechanism that'll actually it'll sense the surge, just like a circuit breaker, and it'll shut itself off. Just like if you have a circuit breaker in a bathroom, um, obviously you know I'm not going to be curling my hair in the tub. I have short <laughs> hair, 
But uh, if it falls in the tub, you know, it's there's going to be a reaction. It senses that surge, so I don't electrocute myself, and it cuts the power off. Okay. So usually within um, six feet of a water source, new construction types things, uh, you have to have a GFI outlet. So um, what about ha actually hanging the lights? Like, is there anything in terms of, like, the actual hanging of them, like, that, that you'd recommend to avoid... Uh, any sort of fire safety issues besides the besides the powering of them uh, in the house I, I would just be mindful of, of uh, where they are maybe not put them like so that they're laying on top of curtains or laying on top of anything mm -hmm. make sure they're kind of freestanding why because you know I go into colleges and all year round you know dorm rooms have they have lights <laughs> all over the place oh yeah um, so obviously we don't get a lot of fires that way um, but just make sure they're not hanging on curtains or draperies and things like that. Um, just have them free, free hanging. Uh, this shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem. All right, cool. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So you can get on if you have a question for Anthony Puente of the fire department. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Bessie's spent all day hearing about the news. Now is your chance to react to it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Call Chris and Marcus now at 508-996-0500. Or send a text via app chat on the WBSM app. Now, back to South Coast tonight. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. I'm here with Anthony Puente, the New Bedford Fire Department. 508-996-0500 so you can get in, the, uh, get in the program if you want to ask Anthony a question. Good evening. Good evening, Marcus. I just want to say that I live in an apartment complex, Harborview Towers, right in downtown New Bedford. And a fire is my worst fear in life. There's 72 apartments here in this building. There's been a couple fires across the way in the other building. And I just wanted to say that's uh, something that's always uh, in the back of my mind. And the fire alarm went off today this morning. It was a false alarm. And I saw everyone at the Greater New Bedford Community Health Center outside at around 2 o'clock. The fire alarm was going off there. Well, what 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 do you think if you live in a place like Harborview Towers, uh, Anthony? What do you think uh, the best way to make sure that um, you can prevent a fire? If there is a fire, you can. Uh, if there is a fire, how can how can this gentleman get out safely? Well, if there is a fire, we should always have two ways out. So you're gonna have an e you should always have an egress plan um, and use the stairs because I know you have an elevator there, correct? That is correct. Right. So you want to try to use the stairs. Uh, there may be some uh, fellow uh, residents that might not be able to use the stairs. So it's very important um, that sometimes we may they may call they may use what is called protecting in place. Um, you want to try to have a buddy. So if if there's a fire, you get outside. Um, if your name is John, you have a friend named Tom. Okay, John and Tom, we're going to have a meeting place out in front of Harborview Towers, um, whether it be, I know there's a tree maybe out front there somewhere, maybe to the south. So you want to make sure that you have a meeting place where you'll meet. Hey, I'm good. Uh, if Tom doesn't get to the location, and I'm just using fictitious names, if Tom doesn't get there, you can come up to a firefighter and say, hey, my friend Tom lives on that fire floor and he's not out here, and this is our meeting place, and we will go up there to that fire floor and, uh, and, and look for him. But basically an egress plan, having two ways out, being able to use the stairs, 
Um, smoke alarms that work, if they're beeping, call your maintenance, call your manager to make sure that those uh, smoke alarms are working properly. Thank you. And one more thing I want to say. 50 years ago, I graduated from Roosevelt Junior High School, and there was a teacher with the same name as you there, and he owned Almeda Auto Supply. Is he any relation to you? Yeah, that, that was my dad. Very good. Cool. He was a wonderful man. Thank I you. I remember him well. Thank you very much. As does two firemen who you know very well, retired Tommy Mello oh, Mr. and Mello. Robert Freights. Oh, Mr. Mello and Mr. Freights. Very good, yes. Two, we used to go bowling, the three of us. That's right. Yep. If you ever uh, see them again, some a man named Vincent, your old school friend, said hello. I will, Vincent. Thank you. He was a wonderful man. I remember him playing the faculty game. I played for the basketball team. <laughs> yes. Bushy mustache, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Oh, I'm telling you. He died yeah. uh, much too young. Yep. Thank but, uh, you. We'll always think folly of him. He had a great dad, Anthony. Thank you, Vincent. I appreciate Bye -bye it. Now. Thank you. It's very nice. Yeah, excellent call. So um, we're speaking with Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. Uh, you know, we're talking about some fire safety tips. So I think that's I think that's pretty good. It's worth repeating. Identify, um, have a buddy system. Identify yes. somebody. Know right. their, you know, know who they are. Know where they live. Uh, what apartment number they're right. at, and identify a meeting place outside. Mm -hmm. Have two ways of ingress, uh, two egress uh, egress plans that you have two ways out of the building. Yep. Always use the stairs. I know this is. I know that's conventional wisdom. Right. Always use the stairs, but but why? We want to use the stairs because sometimes these elevators. Say if you're on the the fifth floor or the fourth floor, fires on the second floor. That elevator might bring you to that fire floor, and now it just fills up with smoke. Um, we learn this why because tragedies have happened uh, with brother firefighters. Um, I believe it was in Chicago. Uh, years ago where they went up and that's how we learn how to take you know take we will take the elevator two floors below the fire and then okay. walk up the stairs we will never take an elevator to the fire floor and how we know where the fire floor is is because there's an enunciator panel upon entry into those high-rise buildings okay. so we know where the fire is um, so if it's on the fourth floor we're gonna get off on the second floor we're going to hump hose. We're going to bring hose up there with nozzles and whatever tools we need to hook up to their standpipe system, and we are going to uh, work, work from there. So basically, we don't want people using the elevator because it might actually bring you to the fire floor, and then you fills up with smoke, and then and that and that's it. Right. So um, you know, aside from the. Uh, as far as Christmas um, safety goes, we talked about the lighting. We've talked about the trees. Is there anything else in particular that you want to point out um, for uh, fire safety uh, during uh, uh, Christmas? Yeah, so candle safety. People will light candles not yeah. only for Christmas, but maybe um, uh, for Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, candles are a big issue uh, mm -hmm. with us in regards to safety because uh, sometimes what they put them near the windows. There's curtains, draperies, shears all kinds of things in their windows, and obviously a little breeze comes through because they're not sealed properly. Now we have a fire. Um, candles that are left lit all night. Sometimes, you know, you still have that wax, the burning wax. Over periods of time, that candle sits in the same spot. That wood underneath gets dry. You know, we could have a fire that way. But basically, candle safety, if you're going to go to bed, you're going to go to sleep, just blow it out. Uh, we recommend the adults blow them out. Uh, sometimes we might get young people who 
blow them out. Um, and they over-exaggerate, and they go, <gasps> and they take a big breath, and sometimes splatter wax will come back at them. Oh, no. So that's what why we recommend adults light them, you know, for you know making the room brighter, creating atmosphere, making it smell good. Um, but we, we instruct our students um, to, the only candles you should blow are birthday candles. I, I can't, I'm kind of terrified of getting candles in my house because I have a cat, and I feel like she'll yes. just... So it, right over. Right. So it, they, they, they're smart enough to stay away, but sometimes if they have tails, they're wagging, they don't know. Depends on placement. So if you have a dog or a cat and they're not jumping on the table, obviously you can you know put it there. Um, if you have a bird flying around, the, the animals are pretty intelligent uh, not not to go into the flame. So Well, that's the other thing I was thinking of. Um, if you have a if you have a pet, is there anything in particular that you can think of that would in case of a fire make sure your animal is, you know, as safe as possible, you know, is is able to you're able to secure your animal whatever. Right, so as far as animals like like today, take for instance the fire this morning. We had animals that were obviously um in apartments, so mm-hmm. they can't they can't get out. Yeah. So we're able to save them. Um, in a house, when you are trying to get out to the front meeting place, which is what we want everybody to have is a meeting place in front of their house, um, when you open the door to go out, they're going to go out. Okay. If they're in a cage is when we have a problem. Oh, yeah. Or when they're going to have a problem is when they can't get out that way. Okay. And we try to teach our students, you know, we want you to get out. Well, what about my dog? Well, you get out. Your light. Your dog, unfortunately, your dog will be replaced if something happens, but your life cannot be replaced. Yeah, but if if you're if if they're not in a cage, if you don't, so if you don't crate your animal, right. um, they'll likely, if you're able to walk out safely, be able to they're, follow. They're going to go with you. They're going to follow you because they don't want to. That that's they, they they get what's going on, and they're going to want to go out as well. Okay, good. So, um, you let's take a one more break. And then we can finish out the hour strong here with Anthony Puente of the Fire Department, 508-996-0500. Here's what's happening this week on Town Fire Safety. We're here with Anthony Puente of the New Bedford Fire Department. So, Anthony, we were talking a little bit about uh, the, the weather that's going to happen. And there's obviously that's that snow and ice. There's going to be a lot of ice. Um, and I think there's some precautions people may may want to take with themselves and their children. Uh, yes. With it. Um, so as far as ice goes, uh, over the last couple of years, uh, uh, Mayor Mitchell and the Chief Kruger have uh, enabled us to have equipment to do better to make better ice rescues. So what does that mean? Well, that means that we haven't had to do any, which is a good thing. Uh, we have it. We train in the water on the ice once a year, mm-hmm. usually. End of January, February, we'll go out there. Um, I know my brother firefighters in Dartmouth do the same thing. My brother and sisters in uh, in Dartmouth do the same thing, ice rescue. Uh, but we do it as well in New Bedford where we'll go out to a pond um, and we'll just put on the ice suits and we'll practice ice rescue um, in case we need to do that. That's a tool in our toolbox that yeah. we have um, through funding from the mayor and, and the chief. So that's, Good that's great. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of bodies of water in our area. We have an ocean, we have ponds, we have lakes, we have rivers. We just sure. want to advise all the students. We advise as many students yeah. as we can, stay off the ice. Uh, you don't know how thick, how thin it is. Obviously they want to play hockey. They want to, they, you know, they, they're, they want to see, they want to tell you, is that how, you know, how far they can go out. Yeah. But we don't recommend that. If you want to go skating, go to Headland you know, head, yeah. Skate Arena. Uh, make sure you wear a helmet because we're always thinking about safety. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you wear a helmet. Um, but please, once again, you know, if you have 
you know, grandchildren, nephews, nieces, nephews, uh, children, um, and you're listening, just make sure they stay off the ice. So before we, we're, we're nearing the end of the hour here, before I let you go, um, you know, you said that there might, there's a upcoming um, sort of event that you're putting on a, a PSA event that you're putting on that yes. people should look out for. Right. So we did one yesterday. If you go on to our, uh, the Nevada Fire Department website, and this is once again technology. Uh, um, what's the name of the website? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's how far behind I am with it. Well, I'm not allowed on Facebook. So, uh, well, I am allowed. You're better off. You're yeah, better off. Yeah, I'm better yeah. off not yeah. on there. Um, but anyway, um, so we're going to be doing some of those um, uh, PSAs on there. We're actually going to do the uh, 12 days of fire safety that will be coming up uh, sometime starting uh, probably in another week or two. Uh, we'll have a different fire safety message uh, ranging from smoke detectors to, you know, lithium batteries and some of the toys you may be getting, uh, you know, ice rescue, all, all kinds of things and topics, um, 12 different topics that we'll discuss, you know, propane and gasoline, things like that, storage. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing that. And what so so you'll be able to get that information if you follow the New Bedford Fire Department on facebook yes um that's good that's great so mm -hmm. anthony puente I, I appreciate you coming in i really do enjoy this segment i know the the listeners do as well it's very informative and helpful it's like the the core function i think of local talk radio to get uh, really important information out to the, the people in your community so uh, i appreciate you coming in and looking forward to having you on uh, again in the future Thank you very much. And before I go, I just wanted to, uh, as uh, Mr. Weisberg finishes with enjoy your sandwich, uh, well, I'm going to go home and enjoy a nice ham sandwich. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to say hello to my mom, Genevieve, who's of, listening. Thank of you. course. Uh, Anthony Puente, New Bedford Fire Department. We're going to take a break, and I'll see you guys after the news.